2: This is Ram Showcase on Sports War, War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags.
3: What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. I am your host, Joe Brainum, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now and a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash rams showcase we got a pretty cool show for you guys tonight we'll get into some pretty cool news and notes for you guys as well as some transactions and then of course we have the packers visiting the los angeles rams on sunday that's going to be a sweet one i can't wait for that game uh, let's go ahead and hop right in though uh bad news guys i have to start the show with with some unfortunate news that i didn't want to i, I didn't want to have to tell you guys this but I did not win the Mega Millions and I am not a billionaire. Uh, the, the, the production value of RAM Showcase was going to skyrocket if I was going to win that. But uh, you know what? You get stuck with uh, how it's been and the, the, the slow progressions that I make on my own. So I'm sorry guys, but unfortunately I did not win and I am not a millionaire at this moment. Someday, someday. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's get into some other, or some real news and notes for you guys. Uh, the Rams' quarterback coach Zach Taylor and tight end coach and slash special, uh, passing game coordinator Shane Waldron both named by NFL.com as coaches to watch. That's kind of interesting. Uh, did I read the article? And basically, it was it was naming some players uh, who could be, you know head coaches here pretty soon within you know the next few years Zach Taylor and Shane Waldron both getting getting named there so so cool for them and and not cool for us because we have a pretty strong coaching staff right now and I for one would like to keep that intact so I I know that can't happen and every year you're going to get at least some changes especially when your team is is performing as well as the Rams are right now There are just going to be some guys who get noticed and get signed to other guys, and you can't blame any of these guys for going and trying to move up in their careers. So you know what? I I support these guys, and and I hope them all the best in the future, but for right now, they're with us, and that's pretty cool stuff. Let's see here. Todd Gurley. We're going to have a lot about Todd Gurley, okay? Todd Gurley is having uh, one heck of a season, and still second place in uh, the— in the projections for the mvp race now he's behind patrick mahomes he can't seem to break that little barrier and get into the being the the top dog in the mvp talks todd Gurley is on pace to score one or 201 points this season the nfl record is 186 currently held by ladaney and tomlinson last year we kind of we we were talking about this record a lot with greg Zurline. And now it's just seeming, you know, now it just shifted. It's just now Todd Gurley. So Todd Gurley is on pace to break this record and by a decent amount. So he doesn't necessarily have to keep up his current pace. He can have like a dip and still and still achieve this record. So that's kind of cool stuff. Uh, Todd Gurley has scored more points by himself than the entire Buffalo Bills team this year. Todd Gurley has scored 88 points on the season, the Bills have put up 81. He is single-handedly outscoring an NFL team and of course Todd Gurley isn't the only guy to score for the Rams this year so amazing having an incredible season. Uh, Todd Gurley has as many offensive offensive touchdowns as the Green Bay Packers who is the Rams opponent this week so on offense with Rodgers and all that uh, Todd Gurley has still scored the the same amount of, of offensive touchdowns which is 14 for those of you wondering Uh, With last week's win over the San Francisco 49ers, the Rams have now swept California. The Oakland Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the San Francisco 49ers all falling to the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, the Rams do have one more game against the 49ers that will be in week 17. So quite a ways away, uh, but it'll be here before you know it. So soak it in. Soak it in while you can. Uh, One week, Todd Gurley set his career high in rushing yards, 208 against the Denver Broncos. The following week, Aaron Donald sets a career high in sacks in one game with four. Uh, he was also, Aaron Donald for this last week, was named the defensive player of the week, the NFC defensive player of the week. So really cool for Aaron Donald. He is now the league leader in sacks after that four sack performance against the 49ers this last weekend. Uh, this this leads my to my question here for you guys, for the listeners of Ram Showcase. Will we see on Sunday another Rams player set a career high in something? We already saw it with Goff earlier this year, setting a new high with uh, his passing yards in one game. We've seen it with Todd Gurley now in rushing yards. We've seen it with Aaron Donald in sacks in one game. Who, who's next? Who, who is available? Uh, if you guys do have any answers, I want you guys to tweet them. Using the hashtag #rscareerhigh. So #rs that's pretty simple, and then just career high, all one word, because that's how hashtags work. And let me know if you guys think that that any player this this week is going to set a single game career high mark on this Rams team against the Packers. Uh, let's see here. Lamarcus Joyner was fined twenty six thousand seven hundred and thirty nine dollars for a hit on a defenseless receiver against the Denver Broncos. Uh, also in that game, some fines being passed out. Uh, what was it? Uh, Darian Stewart, former Ram and current Broncos safety, was fined the same amount as Lamarcus Joyner, that twenty-six thousand seven hundred and thirty-nine, for his horse collar tackle on Cooper Cup. I personally don't think that those should have been the same fine considering Cooper Cup, you know, what missed the game against the 49ers due to injuries sustained on that uh, on that tackle. And, you know, no, Marcus Joyner didn't didn't cause any serious damage. It didn't cause long term damage. So I disagree with the fine being the same. Uh, Nate Burleson, uh, if you guys watch Good Morning Football, which is one of my favorite football shows to watch, to be completely honest, I absolutely love Good Morning Football. Uh, Nate Burleson says the Rams will finish 16 and 0. And you know what? I'm not kind of I'm not in a point in my life right now where I'm just hoping that the Rams go 16 and 0 I'm, and I'm I'm banking on it, anything like that. Uh, it would be cool, but I'd rather see the Rams go undefeated in the postseason, considering we haven't really been able to do that. So I would like to see that. I would prefer to go undefeated in the playoffs than just the regular season. Unless we could do both. Both is an option. It's not like if you go undefeated in in the regular season, you're guaranteed to lose a playoff game. That's just not how it works. Uh, we've already seen it. That that has happened. A team go undefeated all the way through. The Dolphins, we all, we all know... The whole story there. Uh, Sean McVay says that Cooper Cup is probably going to be doubtful for this game, and I thought that wording was kind of interesting. Probably doubtful uh, to play on Sunday against the Packers. Cup right now is considered day to day, and it's just not looking like uh, he is making progress. But it's not; they're not sure if he's going to be ready to go uh, in this particular game. Let's look at some transactions for you guys. Some pretty mild transactions uh but kind of cool transaction. So the Rams did release wide receiver Stephen Mitchell from the practice squad and they signed wide receiver Austin Pearl to the practice squad. If that name sounds familiar, that's because it should for Rams fans. He is the son of former Rams wide receiver Ricky Pearl, who was actually pretty awesome and has let me see like I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think of like all the great catches in Rams history and I want to say that Ricky Pearl's catch against the Buccaneers in the championship game to send the Rams to the Super Bowl, that might be just the most iconic catch in Rams history. If you guys have one that you think is, is better than that one, then please let me know. I'm, I'm open to this. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, it's, it's, it's Pearl's catch or nothing. I want to know if you guys have any, any memories of maybe some, some older catches that, that could, that could rival that Ricky Pearl catch. It was amazing. I mean, it, the situation alone was amazing. It was a tough game. The Rams offense just couldn't really get it going. And Ricky Pearl kind of falling to the ground, ball pinned to his body, gets his knees in into the end zone, and it's a touchdown. Rams go on to, to the Super Bowl. And now it's, oh, man, that was a great year, wasn't it? That was just fantastic times for us. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a look at this Packers at Rams game. The Rams do sit at 7-0. I think we all pretty well know that. The Packers sitting at 3-2-1, the descending record. The Rams kick off this game at 1.25 p.m. That's Los Angeles time. This game will be on Fox. Tom Brenneman and Troy Aikman will be on the call. There is a very large range of viewership for this game. If you guys are interested to see if you're in the area to watch this game, uh, I have posted the distribution map on the Rams Showcase Facebook page. You can check it out there. It's pretty big, and honestly, it, you don't really need to look. All you need to understand is if you're in Arizona or San Francisco, you're probably not going to be able to watch this game. If you're almost anywhere else, this game's going to be on TV for you. Like all anything on the other side of Arizona, that's all that's all Rams and Packers game. So very big covers this game will be shown in colorado which is cool i know i've got some listeners out in you know georgia new york and uh tennessee wisconsin a lot of these places uh the game will be shown there so big coverage we get to listen to tom brenneman and troy aikman uh do do the call on this one the packers are oh and two on the road this year so far the the rams are sitting at three and oh at home the rams are favored in this game currently by nine and a half points it opened at 10 it was at nine for a little bit. Now it's kind of shifted to nine and a half. I do expect a little bit more shifting uh, when the bets do come in. This this does kind of change the line. But uh, I think nine and a half is, is, I think that's about right for this game. I'm not overly concerned necessarily about this game, but I'm also not overly confident. I don't think we're just going to blow them out, but I do see like a two possession win in this game. Uh, some uh, notes for you guys in this game. The Rams are going for 8-0 and in this game. The Rams have not started 8-0 and since 1969. They did start 11-0 and that year. Since the merger in 1970, only 22 teams have started a season 8-0. Uh, no one has ever missed the playoffs after starting 8-0, which would be pretty cool. Uh, this would clinch also a non-losing season. That's something that the Rams haven't done since 2003 um, and 2004 in uh, 2004 they went 8 and 8, 2003 they went 12 and 4. Uh, so pretty cool stuff there. I mean this, this Rams team is is definitely something special. I think we kind of all already understand that, but it's cool to have some numbers to kind of defend that. Of course, the last team that started at 8-0 was the the 2015 Carolina Panthers, I believe it was 2015. Let's see here. The Packers did also make some adjustments to their practice schedule to adjust than a kick, adjust to a later kickoff than they're used to. Of course, they usually get the uh, the eleven o'clock. Well, I mean, I say eleven o'clock because I'm out in Colorado, so like the ten o'clock game usually that's that's the the Packers like area. But now, of course, that's going to be later, so they did adjust their practice schedule accordingly. Uh, Let's take a look at the matchup in this game. One matchup that I just wanted to kind of pinpoint a little bit before I go into the whole team numbers is Rodgers versus Goff. Rodgers has uh, 1,997 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, 1 interception, has a QBR of 100.1. Jared Goff has 2,130 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, 5 interceptions with 112.7. QBR so it's it's definitely arguable that Jared Goff is playing better than Aaron Rodgers right now I don't think anybody would really light you up for saying that but it is true I mean of course more interceptions for Goff but more touchdowns more yards better QBR Goff is also just having an incredible season and definitely I'll say 100% has more weapons than Aaron Rodgers does right now Let's take a look at the Green Bay Packers offense versus the Rams defense. In total yards, the Packers rank fourth. Rams defense is seventh. Passing the football, the Packers also rank fourth here. The Rams defense giving up um, a decent amount. Uh, Actually, they're still top 10. They're still ninth against the pass. Running the football, the Packers rank 20th and the Rams rank 12th on defense. And total points scored, the uh, the Packers are putting up 24.7. That is 16th in the league. And the Rams are giving up just 18.3. That ranks fourth. Let's take a look at the Rams offense versus the Packers defense. Total offense, the Rams are second in the league. And the Green Bay Packers defense is eighth. So really close. The Rams defense is seven. Packers defense is eight. They're really, really tight in there. Passing the football, the Rams rank eighth. And the Packers defense ranks fifth uh, against the pass. Running the football, Rams still sitting at that number one spot for the second week in a row. Running the football. And the Packers... Uh, 22nd against the run right now so could be another good day for Todd Gurley of course we did say that last week and he didn't have a bad day by any means but didn't have 100 yards rushing I did kind of expect to see a little bit more yards out of that but you know what this Packers defense is susceptible to the run so that's something that the the Rams could could potentially uh, you know take advantage of. And points score. the Rams are putting up 33.6. That ranks third in the league right now. And the Packers defense giving up 24 points a game. That ranks 15th. Some personal matchups to watch. So player versus player. I did this one. This is the the Packers interior offensive line. That would be Lane Taylor, Corey Lindsley, and Byron Bell. Uh, so I, I did look on pro football focus and kind of to give a little bit of a, a uh, uh, not necessarily a, the number matchup because I know the number the numbers that pro football focus gives can kind of be confusing so I just did it like what tier they are so according to pro football focus Lane Taylor is above average uh, Corey Lindsley is good and Byron Bell is average and they are going to be going against and Sue Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers Sue is is graded at high quality Donald elite and I think that's pretty easy And Brockers is listed as good. So the Rams do kind of have this matchup according to Pro Football Focus. But uh, last week, Aaron Donald was able to get those four sacks. So I'm interested to see if he can kind of continue on that and build on that performance. Of course, he will be kind of a focus point, I'm sure, for the Packers offense uh, for him to block. For them to get him blocked. Uh, Green Bay Packers tight ends. We got Jimmy Graham and Lance Kendricks that we're going against, and I'm looking at John Johnson, Lamarcus Joyner, and the Rams linebackers to see what they are what they are going to be able to do against these guys. Jimmy Graham is a difficult player to cover. He's got the he's he's like too big to cover with a defensive back, but too fast to cover with a linebacker in most cases. I do think that a guy like Mark Barron is a decent matchup with this guy, and also Corey Littleton, I think, could match up decently well because they're not really slow linebackers they're not that big body guy uh, so i think that that could work out and lance kendrick's former ram you know he's going to be up for this game you know he's going to be uh, giving it everything he's got Devonte adams uh, ranked good according to pro football focus and marcus versus marcus peters who ranks average right now and is actually rated as the 100th best cornerback in the nfl marcus peters week one was amazing he played absolutely incredible had that touchdown had the the best celebration i think in (laughs) in what i've seen in rams history of course you got the whole the the whole greatest show on turf celebration but that one that one just it just stuck with me a little bit you know I, i loved it with all my heart but since then marcus peters really hasn't been doing too too amazing honestly we haven't really heard his name too much i didn't even hear his name once last week against the 49ers and then we got Rob Havenstein and Andrew Whitworth versus Clay Matthews and Nick Perry. Of course, Clay Matthews isn't really what he used to be. Uh, he used to be just this total game wrecker that's kind of fallen off. Nick Perry is still a productive player, and so is Clay Matthews. Uh, but I think that the that Rob Havenstein and Andrew Whitworth, there's going to be plays where they kind of struggle with these guys a little bit, but I think ultimately they have the upper hand, and I think that they can win that. Let's take a look at the history of this matchup, the all-time series is tied 46-46-2. There is no edge that will happen after this week. Total point scored: the Rams have put up 2,157. The Packers have put up 2,139. So that technically could change. The Packers could take advantage of that and and become the the top dog in points scored. But I don't think that they're going to outscore the Rams by, by 18 points, is what the, is what the Rams are, are ahead of them currently all time. Uh, The Packers have won the last five matchups between uh, these two teams. The last game was on October 11th, 2015. The Packers did win that one 24 to 10. I had to do 14 pushups at the bar for (laughs) for my Packers fan friend, and we made a bet. I'm sure we'll have some kind of bet for this game, probably something similar, Uh, but 14 pushups. Really not that bad. I'll take that. I'll take that over losing money any day. And the first game between these two is Green Bay Packers uh, versus the Cleveland Rams. Uh, the Packers did win that one 35-10. These teams are each 1-1 one and one versus each other in the playoffs. The Packers won in 1967 in the playoffs, and the Rams did win against the Packers in 2002 in the playoffs. Longest streak by each team, the Rams held an 11-game streak in the late 40s to early to mid 50s. And I said early to mid 50s because it was 53, and I don't know if you guys consider that early or mid, so I kind of just split it that way. But the Rams did win 11 straight there. The Packers' longest streak in this series is seven, and that was from the early 60s to the early 60s. And all of those seven meetings were between 1960 and 1963. So uh, obviously, you guys can leave your score predictions. You can tweet uh, at Ram Showcase, or you can tweet at me, at Sheriff Joe Bags, and, and let me know what your kind of score predictions are. I'm interested to hear because I've kind of seen... Uh, fans be a little all over the place on this one. I've seen fans go really high. The Rams are going to go like 45-10. And then I've also seen, you know, 24 whatever it happens to be. So I'm interested, though. I, I want to hear your score predictions. If you could just tweet at Ram Showcase uh, and, and let me know, get the conversation started. I'm willing to talk to you guys. Twitter, I guess, is, I, I'm not very active there, I guess, but I'm trying my best. So this is this is my way of trying to be on Twitter a little bit more. Uh, mainly because I'm not liking Facebook, too political. Um, I'm into the sports, not the politics. So uh, make sure you guys do that as uh, as well. Just follow follow the Twitter at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags and and get the conversation started. Let's have some let's have some Rams talks for sure. Um, but that is going to do it for the first half. Uh, make sure you guys stick around because on the other side we've got fan quesos, and I know none of you guys are going to want to miss that.
2: For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk, Elite NFC West has you covered Like us on Facebook today and represent.
3: Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio.
1: Let the battle begin.
2: This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com/slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin.
0: And now back to the Ram Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags.
3: And welcome back to Ram Showcase, right here on Sports War Radio. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase social media. That's at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook.com slash Ram Showcase. You can also follow me at Sheriff Joe Bags. Same thing every week. You know. You know where to go. You know where to go already. Just do it. Just do it. You think about it every time. It's time to pull a trigger. Go follow. Alright, let's check this out. Uh, we got some fan casos for you guys. Some pretty good ones also for you guys. Some opinion ones which are which are kind of nice. I get a tell you guys what i think which is kind of fun so these first few come from john john wants to know will the rams beat the saints chiefs and eagles so if this, if this group is being tied in together and you're you're asking this as just one question i'm gonna say i don't know i don't know i feel like i want to say no because i feel like one of these teams can beat the rams absolutely any team can beat the rams i think the, the rams greatest fear right now is them beating themselves but they're better than most teams. But you know what? Any any week, that's why you know if games were played on paper, play wow! If games were played on paper, that's better. Uh, then I then I, I think that the Rams would easily go undefeated. But I also I don't know. It's it, the games aren't so. Saints, Chiefs, and Eagles. Those are three tough games. I mean, the Saints is just you know just a one week away, and we got the Chiefs in Mexico, so it's neutral field. And then the Eagles—that's a—that's a tough game too. That's scheduled to be a Sunday night game, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I think that I think the Rams can beat all these teams. Uh, what's going to happen is it's just going to be that matchup thing, where you know maybe there's an injury uh, before the, one of these games. What if you know what if what if Patrick Mahomes is hurt before we play play the Chiefs or uh, what if Wentz goes out again? You know what I mean? And uh, what if Breeze goes out again? <laughs> these are three really good quarterbacks. Now that the Rams are going to be playing against and the Rams have been having a hard time against the past. So hopefully that gets turned around. If that gets turned around, I have much more confidence in all these games. But I think that all these are winnable games for the Rams, which is, is, is fun to say. You know what I mean? Um, so next question here. Uh, which future game on the Rams schedule presents the greatest challenge? I I keep pointing to the Bears and people keep kind of calling me crazy here. People keep saying like, oh, well, I'm not really worried about the Bears. I keep looking at that game like that's going to be a solid game. And I think that the Bears do have the tools to win that game. But, you know, obviously we'll see what happens and and we'll see when it gets a little closer. But that's one game I've already kind of got my eye on as as a game that's going to be a tough one and likely just a really fun one to watch this year. Um, So that one, I I would say, you know, with the pass rush that the, the Bears are able to have now with Khalil Mag, their passing attack. Trubisky his, is kind of showing some really good things right now. That's a game that I'm pretty worried about. But then, of course, the games that you mentioned earlier, John, the Saints, Chiefs, and Eagles, those are tough games too. The Rams' easy part of the schedule is kind of in the past now, and they escaped some of them. You know, Denver kind of was an escape. Uh, Seattle was kind of an escape. Uh, so I think that that was a little bit of a wake-up call and didn't want to just escape with a win against the 49ers, so they they showed up and they played awesome. Now 3-0 and in the color rush jerseys, so that's, that's got to keep that going, man. Well, let's see here. Next one from John. If Aaron Donald was assigned to play uh, offense, what position should he play? Okay, th- this is a fun question. So Aaron Donald obviously is an athletic specimen, uh, but I would want to see some, you know, refrigerator Perry style touchdown runs. And I think that that would be one of the most exciting things to watch. And I would love to see that. I would love to see Aaron Donald at running back uh, because can you imagine trying, like seeing a safety attempt to tackle Aaron Donald, like just head on? That would be terrifying if you were that safety. But for us, it would be the most exciting and hilarious thing of all time. And I mean, this is a conversation me and uh, me and a couple people have already had about where we would put Aaron Donald. I think that he could do well at tight end. I all honestly, I kind of want to see him throw also. So maybe we could, we could check that out as well. Uh This conversation kind of started with me and some people about Johnny Hecker after he made that sideline catch in Denver. He was on the bench and, and jumped up, got that one-handed catch. I was like, you know what? Let's see what he can do at, at outside linebacker. Let's see if he can create some pressure on the outside. That'd be cool. Like we know he can throw the ball. We know now he can catch. He can punt. Let's see if he can tackle. Let's maybe put him in punt returner. Let's see. Let's see what happens, man. Let's. We got some some pretty amazing athletes on this team, and I think it's time to start having some fun with them. Let's see here. Next question up here is from Matt: If you won the Mega Millions, would you purchase the Rams? I would definitely try. I would have the conversation, but I am pretty convinced that the Rams are not for sale, which is sad because I mean Stan Kroenke obviously he's just going to pass the Rams along to his son Josh, and then who knows from there. So I think the the Rams are are a Kroenke family owned establishment for uh, for the foreseeable future I'll just put it that way I don't I don't see I don't see cronkies, the the cronkies getting rid of the Rams anytime soon especially after this stadium and and now that they're winning they're pulling in more money they're worth so much I don't even I don't even think the 1.6 billion is enough to buy the Rams I, I want to say that they're their worth is even over that so at that point I could buy the team but I'm not going to be able to pay the players. I'm not going to be able to do anything cool. Uh, so, I don't know. And I actually... Obviously, this is a thought that I have every time uh any like money gets brought up. Like, m- major amounts of cash gets talked about. I always talk about, like, I would try to buy the Rams. I don't think I would, actually. I really don't think that that's something that I would try to do. Uh, because I don't want to buy myself a job. I would just get my Bugatti and my 1997 Toyota Supra, green car, and... I would just kind of chill. I think I would just kind of do my thing. I would definitely buy a house in LA. I know that it's that's easy. I would get. I would go to every single Rams game ever for the history uh, in, until I die. I would definitely do that. Uh, but I don't know if I would try to buy myself a job by buying the Rams. I'd rather just be a fan. Let's see here. Next one comes from James. Uh, seen rumblings that this week is a trap game. Could only see it if Rogers gets decent protection and hits Adams on the deep ball. Uh, do you think that will be an issue? The Rams are right now susceptible to the deep ball, but you know what? The Rams were, there was like a four game stretch where the Rams were not very good against the run and Wade Phillips made that adjustment. The Rams have been very stout against the run the last two weeks. So I think that this is something that's going to get addressed. Uh, It's just kind of like a, it's almost a pick your poison. Like if we're going to be really good against the run, you're going to be able to pass on us. And if we're really good against the pass, you're going to be able to run on us. So, I mean, it's kind of like that little double-edged sword there, but. I think that, uh, you know, the conversation is always there um, and the, the topic is always there. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard, well, Rodgers is on the field. When Rodgers is on the field, they have a chance to win. And of course that's true. Uh, but Rodgers also is only one man. And as, as amazing as he is. He's got a Hall of Fame career going. He is absolutely incredible. He will go down, down as one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. He is still one man. And Aaron Rodgers does have losses on his record. He's not undefeated. So uh, I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who's going to sit here and say, you know, Rodgers, 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 Rodgers. He is an incredible player. He is one man. And all of the amazing plays that he's made, all those Hail Marys, You know, all the incredible passes, that catch by Jared Cook, all that stuff. That's just it. It's also a receiver making an amazing play. Jared Cook catching that sideline pass. We know Jared Cook. Jared Cook was a ram. That is so out of character for Jared Cook. That is not like he's not like Mr. Reliable Hands. You know what I mean? And then, of course, you got the Hail Marys and stuff like that, which are amazing. Rogers does his part, but that still has to be completed. It still has to be caught by somebody. And right now the Packers just don't have that they're not overwhelming with playmakers right now especially running back I mean that's that's a big thing with the Packers in in for a while now is they just haven't had a good running back you know Montgomery came in last year and played pretty decent but overall the Packers have not really had a running game threat that was legitimate uh in know in quite a long time I think what was it Lacey's rookie year was the last time they had a, a decent uh rushing attack that wasn't that was actually a little bit scary to people. And then Eddie Lacey, you know, he turned into to cheeseburger Eddie and, and that died real quick, you know? So uh, Rogers, he does have the ability to, to stretch the field. And that is one thing that is a concern. Uh, and Adams is a solid, solid receiver. So, uh, this is something that, that could happen, but overall, I don't see, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to put this in a way where I don't sound like a total jerk. Um, I don't see the Packers putting up enough points to beat the Rams offense. The Packers defense is, 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 good, but they're not elite. They don't have an elite pass rush. And so far this year, that's what we've seen where, you know, the, the Rams are having more trouble against teams that have elite players at the pass rush position. Clay Matthews used to be elite right now. He's just really good. Uh, Nick Perry still productive, but he's not elite and so, I mean, you look at the Broncos; that was a close game. Von Miller is elite. You have uh, the Seahawks; that was a close game. Frank Clark is elite. So, I would say from that regard, I just don't think the Packers' offense, even with Rodgers, I don't think that they're going to put enough, put up enough points uh, to to stick with the Rams and, and the Rams' offense and, and the points that they can put up that we know that they can put up because I mean, only one time this year did they put up did they did they not put up thirty points. And that was in Denver in a snow game that was below freezing. So I, I just don't, I don't, I'm not seeing trap game here. I, I don't think that that's really the case. Uh, I Everything we see from the players, they're not thinking about going 8-0 right now. They're thinking about going 1-0 this week. And that's how you got to handle these things as the team. As the fans, we can do whatever we want because we're the fans. We don't have to prepare for the Packers. And I don't care what you say. I'm not taking it one game at a time. I can take it as many games as I want to at a time because I'm just evil like that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would consider this necessarily a trap game. Also because the Packers aren't the worst team ever. You know what I mean? This isn't like the Raiders. This isn't the Cardinals, anything like that, where it's a legitimate trap game. They're 3-2-1, and one, they're above 500, uh, and they have Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you can consider Aaron Rodgers ever entering a trap game on that side of the trap game, of being the guy that could come in and, and be like an upset. Of course, the Rams are favored in this game, But, you know, Rodgers just isn't isn't that that guy that's in that position very often. But ultimately, I just don't think the Packers are strong enough team. Uh, Garrick wants to know, uh, do you think the Rams clinch a bye week that this do you think if the Rams clinch a bye week that the starters will rest again in week 17? I absolutely do. Uh, I I absolutely believe that this is an option again to rest the starters against the 49ers for the second year in a row. Uh, Fortunately for us this year uh the 49ers are not going to be on that five game or six game whatever it happened to be win streak to end the year. They I know that I don't see that happening cuz they don't have a guy like waiting in the wings uh, as a quarterback that's going to come in and and do awesome. They have CJ Bethard. CJ Friggin' Bethard. So no, I don't think that that's that that they're going to be able to uh I think that the Rams could still win. That's what I'm trying to say. That's the, the long way around that is I think that the Rams could still win against the 49ers with their backups, which would be pretty cool. But at the same time, like if they're six, if they're 15-0 and 0 going into that game, does McVay sit them? Does he? I, I don't know. That's a kind of a hard question to answer. I don't know how McVay's brain works because it's amazing, but I don't know how he would feel about that. I don't know if he would feel about how he would feel about risking the undefeated season – to to rest his starters and it didn't work last year especially if the games have a first round bye, you have that break you have that 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 week to to heal up you know you get two weeks between between games there so i'm not sure i think ultimately it would be down to the down to the players i think that he might ask the players what do you guys want to do do you guys want to play this game or do you guys want to sit especially if they were sitting at 15 and 0 going into that game let's see here this one comes from drew How many cops does it it take to fix a light bulb? Probably just one, Drew. Uh, Jay wants to know, look who's back. (laughs) Always listening, by the way. Um, More content for your YouTube channel, maybe. Uh, Yeah, Jay, I actually, uh, my computer decided to totally take a crap on me, and I was editing, I had just sat down to edit my video, my preview video for the, the Rams at Broncos game, which was obviously the one I was most excited to do. And my computer just completely just shut down. I had this little, for you Mac people out there, this is only my first Mac. It had a little envelope with a question mark on it. I had no idea what that meant, called support, because I got AppleCare, because I'm not stupid. And uh, they were like, yeah, you're going to have to bring that into us, because your operating system doesn't exist anymore, and your computer fell out or something. I don't know. They used a lot more techie terms, but I'm not very, very techie. I can edit some stuff, but, you know, as far as, like operating systems and stuff. I don't go that deep I don't go that deep into the to the computer rabbit hole so I was able to get it fixed though they they only kept it overnight which I was amazed at because they told me it was going to be two weeks so that was pretty nice but yeah there'll be a video tonight Jay so keep an eye out keep your eyeballs open uh let's get to your real questions here number one from Jay do you foresee a 100 yard rushing and receiving day from Gurley this year if so what game yes I do Jay I think that's absolutely a possibility and I'm going to go ahead and say that he does it against the Cardinals in their second game. I think that that's going to be the one that it, that happens and that'll be perfect timing too because it's late season. It's week 16 and that could be, you know, what one of the, one of the events that makes it so Todd Gurley can maybe win MVP because that's what we all want. Uh, number two, Mark Barron is your guy. When he, when healthy, he's a stud with that said, Will he still be a Ram after this season with looming contract extensions and an injury history? You know what? I'm not overly confident that, that Mark Barron is going to come back. And there there's nothing about this answer that has anything to do with the fact that Mark Barron is my current favorite player. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is I just don't think that's going to happen. I think that they're going to kind of move on from Mark Barron. I think later in the year, we're going to see a little bit more of guys like Micah Kaiser and you know, Ramik Wilson really didn't play poorly when he was in the game, so I think he's he's still a, a guy that that the Rams could move forward with. Mark Barron, I love Mark Barron. And you're right; when he's healthy, he's an absolute stud. He's a tackle machine. He's all over the place. He's a hard hitter, which I love. And you know, I, I just I don't know. I don't know right now if he'll be back. I think this is something that will be talked about. I think that they'll have a discussion with Mark Barron uh, about a p- potential extension, but. I'm not 100% sold that he'll be back. I do believe that this very well could be Mark Barron's last year uh, as a Ram. Number three, can Donald surpass the single-season defensive tackle sack record, which is 18, this year? I think that's definitely a possibility. What is he sitting at right now? I mean, it's what, like, uh, I want to say, I don't even remember what he was actually sitting at. But, I mean, Aaron Donald leading the league in sacks right now. I think it's absolutely possible. Not only is it possible for him to get the well he's not actually considered a defensive tackle anymore because he, now he's technically a defensive end. So uh, the the sack record is what 22. I, I think that he could he could get there, but I don't know if it'll be this year, especially with the slow start that he had. You know you really gotta you gotta get those averages up, you know, but four in one game that's that's pretty promising. but against you know the 49ers who don't have necessarily have the strongest offensive line, they don't have a, the worst offensive line. But it's not the best, you know. I I, I want to wait. I want to wait and see. Ask me in week twelve, and ask me that that question in the bye week, please. <laughs> uh, number four here from Jay. Once again, Saffold is having an All Pro year. Do we or can we? Resign him. I think we absolutely can and do resign Roger Saffold. I think that that absolutely happens. I think that he gets an extension mid-season. I think that this is something that we don't wait until the off-season to do. I think that around week thirteen, uh, uh, Roger Saffold is going to get his extension. He had already mentioned uh, previously that he knows that you know what the market is for really good offensive linemen right now, but he also noted his age. He's been with the Rams a very long time. He's the longest tenured current Ram, and. Uh, with that being said, I mean, he's already mentioned it that he knows that he's aging, that he's not gonna be able to pull what some of these other guys are pulling. Uh, but I also think Roger Saffold is just he's with us, man. I think that he's with the Rams. I think that we can almost offer him whatever, and he's gonna take it as long as it's respectful, you know what I mean, because we gotta still respect our our players and and pay them accordingly to to what they're how they're performing. But I think Roger Saffold sticks around, and I think he ends his career as a ram which would be really cool he only had that short stint with (laughs) with another team which was the raiders when when they decided that uh that his shoulder injury they didn't want to deal with it so they failed his his physical and uh well they they basically cut him with an injury designation and just came back to the rams which i was totally cool with i was like kind of upset that roger saffold was leaving and that he was going to be a raider and then you know that kind of happened they said i Everybody keeps telling me this. Every time I talk about Roger Saffold, they're like, he failed his physical. He actually didn't fail his physical. They cut him with an injury designation, which is, was something that they are allowed to do, according to the, the contract that he did sign with, with them. But uh, no, physical, no physical was failed. Uh, and the reason that I know that is A, because it was said, and uh, B, because he wouldn't have been able to play for the Rams if he failed physical. So he had to have passed a physical. That's all I'm saying. Uh, number five here from Jay. Uh, how do we handle the kick-slash-punt return situation when Pharaoh Cooper returns? JoJo is doing great things, and someone will surely snatch him up if we put him on our practice squad. Uh, this one, I, I'm feeling a little less selfish here in this one, and I think when Pharaoh Cooper returns, I think the job is Pharaoh Cooper's. I don't think that you should lose a job due to injury. Uh, sometimes it happens, and sometimes that other guy comes in and is absolutely amazing. But I would still say that Cooper Cooper's a better returner than uh than jojo is so i don't know man i would say i would say that maybe we can keep jojo maybe that would be a thing maybe we can try to work him in on offense but i would say that Farrell cooper is still a better returner he's a pro bowl returner and i don't think you can really turn your back on that uh, unless the rams did decide to just keep him on ir for the rest of the year but i don't think that's really fair to him considering there will be a point this year when he is healthy enough to return and come off ir so i don't think that's really fair uh as for jojo you know what, Uh as as I'm going to, I'm taking the unselfish route here. And I'm going to say that, you know, if he has the opportunity to go to another team and perform and start and be their kicker turner and be their guy, uh then I'm pulling for him. Uh, then I I hope he's able to do that. You know, I would love for him to stick around with the Rams, but if he's not going to play uh, for the Rams, then I would like to see him go somewhere else where he can actually do some things. Cause I think Jojo Natson, not only is he an exciting player to watch, but he's also just a really good dude. So I would hate to see him you know, it's it's just one of those weird situations. If you love someone, set them free, man. That's that's what I'm getting at here. That's the ultimate point. If you love someone, set them free. I love JoJo. Uh, let's see here. This one comes from Steve. With the remaining schedule left, which defense matches up the best against our offense and gives us problems? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. And again, that's that elite pass rush. That's um, Khalil Mack is almost a robot. Aaron Donald is a robot for sure. Uh, confirmed and... Uh, Khalil Mack is is an under investigation for his robotness so I think that that's going to be a uh, I think that's gonna be a tough game I think the Rams only can put up like this is this sentence is going to sound weird and cocky that's kind of interesting I was gonna say like I think the, the Rams can only put up like 24 on them that's a weird I didn't even realize that is a weird thing to say the Rams just two years ago were averaging like 12 points a game and now like a bad game is in the 20s now for us that's amazing I didn't even realize that that was about to come out of my mouth, and it just kind of hit me that I think, well, I only think we're gonna be able to put up twenty on the Bears because they have a good defense. I'm like what? That's I don't know, guys. Maybe that blew my mind more than it blew anybody else's, but that's kind of surprising. That's, I don't know. Uh, Garrick, fantasy football question. Ooh, Garrick, asking the wrong guy. I will do my best for you though. Uh, would you trade Gurley for Saquon Barkley and, uh, Stefan Diggs? Gurley might sit week 17, which is championship weekend for the league I'm in. Don't ask why. Um, don't ask why. That's normal, man. Isn't that normal? Is it not normal to have your, the, the second week of the championship game be in week 17? I'm pretty sure that's standard. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not very big into fantasy football, uh, myself, but I mean, would I trade? No. No, man. Saquon is awesome, but nobody can put up points like Gurley. And if you also have Jared Goff, you absolutely want to keep Gurley because you get those points, especially if you're in a PPR. Like the the guy in one of the guys in my league, I, I was playing against him. He had he had Todd Gurley and he was kind of crushing me because like every time Goff would throw to him, it's like, crap, that's another point for Gurley, you know. But I mean, ultimately, I didn't care. And I'd rather just the Rams win than my fantasy team win, but uh, it's kind of just, uh, you know what, man? I don't know, um, but I'm gonna go with no. I don't. You don't want to trade away Todd Gurley. You don't want to do that. That sounds like a bad move. It, I, I'm not the best fantasy football player. I'm four and three right now, uh, but I, and I'm not like I. I don't think I've ever won this league. I'm only in one league. I've been in it since high school. If this league ever ends, I'm gonna stop playing fantasy football because I don't really care about it. But uh, I would say that uh, you don't want to give up just like blatantly the best player in the NFL. Or a fantasy player in the NFL, uh, for Stephon Diggs and Barkley. I mean, that's a good players, but I don't know, man. I, I would I would do it if I was on the other end. Oh, let's say that. Um, let me see. So, if I was the guy with Barkley and Diggs, I would give you them for Gurley. That's what I would say. But I wouldn't do it on the on the other side of that. Uh, just a couple more here. We got one from Steve. What's Aaron Rodgers' record against the Rams? That's a solid question, and I didn't even actually think about this one. But Rodgers is actually four and zero against the Rams. Uh, has only played four games and has won all of those. And uh, the Rams, or of course, I mentioned earlier that the Packers have won the last five. Uh, that fifth one ago was Brett Favre, and then Rodgers took over and has not lost to the Rams uh, in his career. So, so that would be a pretty good one. Rams could be could, could get their first uh Aaron Rodgers victory there's a the first victory over Aaron Rodgers this weekend which would be pretty awesome uh last one here is from Steve as well how many high fives did i give other rams fans while leaving levi stadium uh and if i had to put an over under on it man i would say all of them you just gave all the high fives to the Rams fans. Um, but that is super awesome that you were there, man. I'm, I'm really glad that you were able to, uh, to experience that stuff. I'm sure you've been to other games, but going to games is just, it's just a great atmosphere. I like, honestly, I like being the opponent. I like being the road team, uh, cause I think it's fun. I think it's a great time. I like being like in the enemy's territory and they're like, talking about them and stuff and there's their graphics and you're sitting there and especially when you win because then you're like in this opponent stadium walking out and you're like in your jersey or whatever you're wearing and and you can just high five all the Rams fans that's what I was doing I was high fiving and giving out my cards to every single Rams fan I could see if you're one of those Rams fans thank you for uh following the the card and and checking it out and checking out Ram Showcase so welcome to those of you who got my card in Denver, uh, and Steve, make sure, man, you share some pictures because I would like to see those. Post them to, post them to either the Ram Showcase Facebook page or to my personal Facebook page. I would like to see see some pictures of uh, like where your seats were at and stuff like that. I know it's I know it's an exciting time, so I would I would like to share that moment as little as I can, being just on Facebook or whatever. But make sure you share those. If anybody else goes to any games, you can share them to the Ram Showcase Facebook page, uh, and and we can talk. We can have like a little conversation about about how awesome the rams are and stuff which is something i love to do so uh that is gonna do it for me uh, make sure you guys follow all the ram showcase social media that's at ram showcase on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash ram showcase you can also follow me at sheriff joe bags on instagram and twitter facebook.com slash sheriff joe bags you could add my personal profile just search joe branham that's b-r-a-n-h-a-m and uh you can also probably search sheriff joe bags pull me up there. I do occasionally share uh, my own posts onto the Ram Showcase page, uh, but only if it's strictly news. I do not do opinions on the Ram Showcase page. I let you form your opinions. I try to give you all the information I possibly can on either side, especially if it's a debatable topic. And I'll let you make up your mind. Uh, it's not about me trying to force my opinions on you guys, it's about me giving you all of the information you need to form your own opinions because you guys are smart individuals who can form your own opinions. And uh, I just want to give you guys all the information that I can so you guys can form an educated opinion, which is good stuff. Instead of just blowing you up with, like, I think Nick Williams is terrible and all this stuff because that's no fun for anybody. So that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night.